1: Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
2: Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go. Every day giftable. Every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. And they're satisfying to scratch, no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. All right, this is Film Study
3: with Ken McCusick. This is a special episode where we're going to go through the uh, the tiebreaker situations that the Ravens could see themselves in and and playoff chances and all that stuff as uh, even though we had a, coming off a loss, there's still some playoff stuff to get excited for. So Ken, how are you doing? Life's good,
4: Josh. How about you?
3: I am uh, so much happier to be doing a, a special episode for tiebreaker situations. Rather than a special three thirty six, because Manny's been traded. It happened today. Not yet. Not yet. No. Oh. I'm just saying. All the news is all the news is that Manny's gun. This time in Baltimore is running out, and I am not looking forward to that.
4: Yeah, no, I'm not either. I, I, I saw there was something came over Twitter today that said he wasn't going to be traded to the Yankees, and that was at least something. But uh, but if he's <laughs> traded at all, that's of course horrible.
3: I don't know. I kind of feel like let's trade him to the Yankees and make a super team up there. <laughs> I would not be good for Baltimore Oriole fans though. No it would not. Um so let's focus on something fun and that's the Ravens. And that let's I think we we've had time to get over the the 1 point loss to the Steelers. So um now the wild card situation gets complex. So yeah. let's go through that. So it's, it, it is it's an extremely complex AFC
4: wild card situation. So let's, for starters, the Ravens have clinched the number two spot in the AFC East if they finish nine and seven. So they 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 could finish in an eight and eight tie with the Bengals. I didn't actually look to see if that tie could be broken in favor of the Bengals, but it's not going to matter for playoff purposes. Right. So for they've effectively clinched for any kind of consideration of the wild card a nine and seven. But, uh, a second place finish.
3: Or, but second or in the division doesn't mean anything, right? No, not except other than you can be a, you're in the contention for the wild card. Right. it, it means mean you're, you're better than the bang, than the Bengals and the Browns.
4: That's true.
0: That's All true. Right. It's a
4: wide wide space in there. All right. Um you know, one of the things that's funny about the Ravens is they might right now be the best team in the AFC, and that's what's what sounds kind of funny coming off that loss at Pittsburgh by one point. But if you think about it, you know they lost by one point on uh, on the opponent's field. You know the opponent gets about three points by playing at home, so there's about a six point swing from home to road. Um, the Patriots aren't playing well. A stat called Devoa that is done by Football Outsiders has the Ravens with the number one special teams unit, which I don't think anybody would right, disagree. Right, we'll with. agree with that. Number one defense in the AFC, Jacksonville maybe. They're close, but they
3: they are the number one for devoted purposes. They struggled on Sunday, but okay. The turnover ratio is way in their favor. Right. And the 22nd best
4: offense, which has substantially improved from where they were. They were up from about 29 three weeks ago to 22 this week. So uh, that combination where the Ravens have now are approaching an average offense. They've, they've been good for two games. Forget average, right. they've been good for two games. Yes. But they're approaching an average offense for the entire season. Uh, really does give the Ravens a lot of upside potential to go on the road in the playoffs, I think, and and make real noise. So I don't think it's strange that they should be the top-rated team in Davao. I do think... That their their wild card situation is not nearly as good as that, though.
3: Right, and I saw I did see that thanks to the defense scoring some points as well. They're ninth in total points scored for the for the season. That's so th- it's not as horrible as uh, we like to we like to go onto extremes, and it's not that bad. What is Devoa? You mentioned Devoa. I've seen Devoa mentioned online. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like a bunch of letters just crammed together. <laughs> so what is Devoa? <laughs>
4: DVOA stands for Defensive Value Over Average, which is, I believe, what they started measuring, but it now is used for all three phases of the game, and it was created by Football Outsiders, which is a group that I'd I'd highly recommend you go and check out their website. They have some great stuff there. Playoff odds report that comes out every week, um, and, and and other things there as well too. But the t- the team efficiency ratings are the things people are most interested in seeing every week, and they kind of are addicted to, and. They, they have a good story that gets wrapped around that but generally speaking, Davoa attempts to measure the wins by play that occur for each team and then uh, translate that into a game and then a season rating. And they have a they have regular Devoa and they have something called weighted Davoa which uses the more recent games more heavily and that's the one the Ravens are number one in the AFC at okay and in, and in fact they're number four, in the entire NFL but number three if you account for the injury to Carson Wentz so it's it's the Ravens are one of the legitimate Super Bowl contenders don't let the events of two days bother you too much about that we'll move on from it uh, and uh, and it'll be exciting when the Ravens get to the playoffs if they in fact can make it
3: okay so DeVoe takes more into account of, of how you currently look and, and currently are constructed that's and right rather than just if you were horrible in the beginning of the season, it doesn't hurt you as much.
4: That's that's correct. One other important note, which is always a complaint, is that it adjusts for the opponent. So if you played a bunch of weak opponents, it adjusts for that.
3: Okay, so they, they try to figure out how you will do facing up with the Steelers and the uh, Patriots. and Even though the Ravens lost on uh, Sunday night, I guess losing by one point and keeping up with the Steelers helps them in the Devoa? Probably does. I mean,
4: I I would think that their defense certainly suffered, and their offense went up, and they would, in net, it would gain a little bit from that game. All right. Because they they faced a tough opponent, and they they played them basically even.
3: Okay. Um, After the loss, there was some confusion because NBC posted that that bumped the, I think they bumped the Bills ahead of the Ravens in the wild card uh, in their post-game show and online there's a whole bunch of different tools that we can use to figure out this wild card scenario but it's so confusing are there any of these tools that are, are actually easy to use well the, the tools
4: are good for testing individual scenarios so if you want to if you have if you want to check and see if you're right after you've done the work to kind of figure out what might be a scenario where the ravens are out or in then go ahead and test it that way okay. but where the tools fail you is there are two to the forty eight possible outcomes of the remainder of the season, there's, there's 48 remaining NFL games to be played. Each of them can go two ways, throw away the tie, any possibility of a tie, which you know there is some of that. Right. But it's two to the 48 possible outcomes, and that is just too many for you to individually put into a, a computer program. That, now, to give me or, that order of magnitude on that number, but it's absolutely enormous. Now, I
3: imagine it, there's some of those games that you can cross out that have no impact. Is that correct? Or is it because it gets down to strength of schedule, almost every game has some type of impact?
4: Right. Well, strength of victory, certainly, every game does have some sort of impact. And that's a good point, Josh. Um, The the other thing about it is that we are trying to do that for folks. With what we're going to talk about over the next 45 minutes to an hour, we're going to try and take people through what are the things that can simplify the discussion in terms of Figuring out who can make it and and what games we want to root for and 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 which which are the important results for the Ravens going forward.
3: All right. Well, let's start with besides the Ravens, what are the other teams we need to be concerned about? Who else is in this run-in?
4: Okay. So I, I've divided them in a way, and I have made a, a, a simplification that I'm going to talk about here to, to start with. You've got two division winners that we're assuming right now. Pittsburgh has actually won it; they've actually clinched. New England has not clinched their division yet but we're going to assume they're the division winner for purposes of this. They actually need to win one more ball game. Here's the funny thing, and boy would it be funny if this occurred. It is still possible for New England not to make the playoffs. If they lose their remaining games and you know, they have a bunch of injuries on defense and they didn't look that good on offense this last week, but if they lose their remaining games, they they could fall to 10 and 6. Buffalo could win out to go to 10 and 6. Buffalo would take the east based on on Division record, and then the Ravens would, if they win out, win the wild card based on conference record, and the Patriots, if Tennessee stayed ahead of them at least, (laughs) uh, stayed ahead of the Ravens, could then uh, be out entirely.
3: All right, and that would be very fun. (laughs) That's a lot of fun, and that would Mm. be pretty amazing. There's, there's no way I'm, I'm betting any money on that happening. Good bet. All right. Okay. Good bet. All right. Yes. All right. So the Patriots, we're going to assume they're clinching.
4: That's right. That's right. So anyway, we have eight teams fighting for four spots, and they are the Ravens, of course. There are our heroes. Buffalo, Miami, Jacksonville, and Tennessee from the south. One of those two will win the division. And then Oakland, the Chargers, and Kansas City, one of those teams from the west, will win the division. So you have eight teams playing for four spots there are There are six teams that are out right now. We can talk about them just briefly Cleveland, Indianapolis, Houston, Denver, the New York Jets, and Cincinnati. Cincinnati has actually i believe and maybe the Jets also have a slight chance to get in at eight and eight, but not it's it's far less than one percent and not worth considering here. so we're okay. just gonna eliminate them for purposes of this discussion.
3: all right um all right, so we've got eight teams, four spots let's where how where do you want to start with what who should we look
4: at first that's a, that, that's a great question so let's start let's start first of all by, by describing what the tiebreakers are
0: okay, okay. because yeah, you sure.
4: you have we a lot of people work with this and they understand it other people are, you know kind of tra- it's like passer rating it's like a black box to them where they you know they'd love to see a high passer rating and they might even know that
3: 158.3 is is perfect right. but they but they don't know you know how how to calculate no i can get you two levels into a tiebreaker, then i'm lost Oh, take a, tell us the first two levels, Josh. Oh, well, uh, it would be head-to-head okay. and then, and then uh, inner, inner division right? Well, that's for, that's for a divisional tiebreaker, okay. so that's, com- that's good. I, that's right. If it's wild card, it'd be a conference. A
4: conference a record conference. is correct. So right. let's, let's start at the top of that, though, because you mentioned divisional tiebreakers. There aren't any for the Ravens to be concerned about, but the divisional tiebreakers uh, uh, will impact who is the sole competitor against the Ravens from each division. So each division kind of gets a representative from among among the teams with the same record. So to to state that out a little better, if the Ravens end up nine and seven, and there are two nine and seven division uh, uh, teams in the West, for example, then only one of those is going to represent the division in the wildcard tiebreaker. So your division tiebreaker tiebreakers are, are dealt with first to okay. determine who your one representative
3: is. Right, because the one person will get the division, the other person gets goes to the wild card.
4: That that can be true, and it also can be true if there's a second and a third place team that you only have one representative oh, uh, going really? to the wild card. Yeah, you can't that's have, correct.
3: You can't have two from your uh, division?
4: No, that's that's correct. You can, okay. you can only have one, and then you can come in again, and, and the second team can have another chance at it once the first team is in. But okay. you can only have one in the in the initial okay. comparison. Okay, so now let's let's go ahead with the with the wildcard tiebreakers. And that starts with head to head, as you said, Josh, same as before, conference record, just like you said. The third one is one people don't often think about. It's common opponents. So any team that you don't face head to head in the conference, you have at least five common opponents during the season. And depending on where you finish relative to other teams you're comparing to, you may have many more. And I think the maximum possible common opponents you can have is 11, which the Ravens happen to have versus Tennessee this year. Okay. So they have 11 common opponent games. So the, the only non-common opponent games they have are the one head-to-head game, the Ravens played Tennessee and lost, and the four out-of-conference games, which, of course, you play a different division, so you couldn't have any common right. opponents there. Okay. So anyway, so that's kind of a neat thing, and uh, and the fourth uh, tiebreaker is the one the Ravens cannot have occur. It's strength of victory, and it's, it, the Ravens are absolutely last in that, where they have very big advantages in all the other ones. They have big advantages in head-to-head, conference record, common opponents. If somehow via multi-way ties, it gets to strength of victory, or by by ties in the other categories, that's how the Ravens are going to get screwed and left out of the playoffs. Gotcha. Okay.
3: Um, all right. Well, let's get into it uh, exactly with the the Ravens. And if they win out, are they in? Well, yeah,
4: it's been reported that way. I, I don't know where I've seen this locally, but I thought I maybe saw it in the paper. I, I know I've tra- seen it online. I thought they said it on NBC that the Ravens were in at 10 and 6, but they're not, unfortunately. They do not control their own destiny at this point. And there's one specific example where they're not in at 10 and 6. And what would happen to happen is the Ravens would have to win out, and Buffalo would have to win out. Then those two teams would be 10-6. and six. Tennessee would have to suddenly get their act together and win the division by winning one of their first two games and then also winning the season finale against Jacksonville at home to win the division. And then Jacksonville, if they win only one game, and it's the game at San Francisco, then they would be tied in terms of conference record, and uh, it would push the tiebreaker down to strength of victory where the Ravens will lose. So there, there would not be enough common opponent games and it would go to strength of victory. So a Jacksonville-Buffalo-Baltimore tie that includes Jacksonville only winning that one specific game at San Francisco is the way the the Ravens get screwed at 10-6. and six. All right. Uh And and by the way, I I would love for that to be a low probability, and it is a low probability. Sounds like a low probability, but it's not that low a probability. It's not as low as as the Patriots losing out, by for example, and all the other things for them to be out. So it's it's more like a one percent chance. Jacksonville okay. uh, winning a game at San Francisco is not that hard not that much of a stretch losing the game at Tennessee wouldn't be that much of a stretch losing the game at Houston is very unlikely uh, sorry, losing the game at home against Houston is right. very unlikely but anyway, those are, the, those are the things that have to happen I, I'd say it's a 1% range as an actuary, I dealt with 1% chances that people would die all the time and that's very important to us so I don't like to have a one percent right. chance of of, uh, of this occurring.
3: All right. So so a very small chance that that the Ravens could win out, get to ten and six, and still not get into the playoffs. Yes, sir. All right. How about nine and seven? Let's say we we struggle and one more week. Sure.
4: So so there's there's several paths to nine and seven, and it gets very complex and muddy. Uh, The Ravens are generally in fairly good shape at nine and seven, but there's a couple of key scenarios they need to avoid if that's where they finish up. So I thought the easiest way to kind of analyze this is to go through each of the seven opposing teams, figure out how they can get to nine and seven, and then what happens if they do. So let's kind of talk about each of those and what's the big risk in those cases. All right, so we got the Bills. You want to start so, so, there? Sure. Let's we'll start with the Bills then. So the big risk of uh, with the Buffalo is a tie in the common opponent category. So let's go through the Bills. The there's no head-to-head play, so they won't. The, neither team wins that. The NFC records, sorry, the conference records will be tied at nine and seven. By the way, one way to look at that is look at the NFC record. Both teams have a two and two record against the NFC. That means any tie. Remaining on the year because the the wins are going to be fixed in the case of a tie is going to have exactly the same AFC record as well. So okay. it is synonymous to have the worst NFC record and have the tiebreaker won based on the conference tiebreaker. If that makes sense to you, so sure. it, it, it's best if you go 0 and 4 against the NFC and then you all, you're, all your wins come against the AFC and you you have the tiebreaker.
3: All right, all right, all right. But Buffalo has Miami and New England left, so that's right. the chance of them getting up to nine and seven is slim.
4: Well, I, you know they're they they're seven and six now, so they have to go two and one to get to nine and seven. So okay. that's that's pretty darn likely, I would say, given their oh, okay. schedule. All right, right, because that's two games with Miami. Right. So it's yeah. it's they play. Miami is their last home game this week. Then they play at New England, at Miami to finish the season. So if they, if they lose this game to Miami, I really don't like their chances. Um, but, uh, but New England will be playing for something now for sure in Week 16. They'll either be playing to maintain their bye at a risk of Jacksonville getting it, or they'll be playing to um, win the division if they lose the game to the Steelers Right. And the uh, sorry, are they playing to maintain the number one seed if they beat the Steelers? Gotcha. So, t- two different ways that that can happen. But the Miami lost in sorry, the Miami win over New England was a big deal on on this last Monday night because it really set up Miami sorry New England to have to play for something in Week sixteen. All
3: right, um, uh, we mentioned the Bills play Miami two out of those next three weeks, which means the next team that we've also got in this issue is the Dolphins, who play the Bills two of these weeks, and Kansas City in the middle.
4: We're, we're going we're gonna to get to them in just
3: a second, okay, because one them? other thing
4: I've got to comment about on Buffalo.
3: Sure. So we, we, we talked about the two things that are tied. The common
4: opponent tiebreaker can be the thing which decides it, and the Ravens are now 3-0 and against common opponents, with two games still to play, Indianapolis and Cincinnati so they can at the worst if the ravens finish nine and seven they'll win one of those games and be four and one in those tiebreakers okay buffalo is currently two and one in in the common opponent games and they face miami twice so if they beat miami both times and go four and one the ravens will have to win both the indianapolis and cincinnati games to beat buffalo in terms of common opponents so that is probably the way it will have to play out for the Ravens. Is they have to figure out a way to win both of those games because otherwise they're going to have to beat Buffalo outright. If they don't, right. and uh, if they if they fail to, and it ends up four and one for both teams, then it'll drop the strength of victory, and the Bills will beat the Ravens. So they can't have that. They need to, they need to win this tiebreaker right here on common opponents.
3: Okay. All right, that would be uh, good. Um, now you want to talk about the Dolphins because they'd have to win out to get to nine and
2: seven.
4: Yeah, they have to win out to get to nine and seven. So they're at Buffalo, at Kansas City, and then back playing Buffalo again at home. So two road games is going to be hard for Miami. They don't typically travel too well in December anyway. And Buffalo and Kansas City are a couple difficult places to play in December. Buffalo because the weather, and Kansas City just never loses at home in December. Or they didn't for a long time. All right. Uh, so anyway, the they they're probably finishing nine and seven is low. It's under ten percent, I would say. We can often make the mistake of making that lower than it is by assuming these games are independent in terms of their outcome. They're not. I mean, if they beat Buffalo, for example, in this first week, then that automatically pretty much means Buffalo might be playing for nothing in the last week. So that, okay. would, that would
3: put them in a pretty bad, uh, you know, make Miami more likely to win that game. Right. So, But that, if they lose it, to Miami, they're out of this chart. Or if they lose to Buffalo, they're out because they got
4: to win all three. Yes, that's correct. So it's they do have to win all three, but but their chance of winning winning all three is actually better than just the multiplied probabilities of winning each one individually is my point.
2: Gotcha.
4: So the the Miami if they get in a two-way tie for the Ravens, no problem. The Ravens have a much remembered 40 to nothing win against Miami from Thursday night a few weeks back and they win the head-to-head. The problem comes in when Miami gets into a three-way tie with the Ravens or a four-way tie because if all the teams don't have head-to-head then it head to head is ignored, and we move on to the to the conference record tiebreaker where Miami has it won. They're one of the only teams in the conference who at nine and seven will finish eight and four in the conference, so that's very bad news for the Ravens if they get in a multi way tie involving miami so okay. the Ravens need to need to hope that miami uh gets involved in a uh in, in a a swap of games with buffalo and kansas city or probably buffalo would be best and it's not even clear to me who the ravens are, are rooting for right now between buffalo and miami in this first week just because of that
3: right because either you we just that's a game you just watch and see what happens and then plan there you go all right uh jacksonville they've already got their nine wins so if they sure, fall apart yeah
4: it's so they, they could fall apart and go to nine and seven it's very unlikely uh, I suppose, you know, it'd probably be injury related if they did, something would happen to Bortles or a key defensive player or whatever, and they, and, and they could fall apart, I guess. Uh, the Jags have the head-to-head tiebreaker with the Ravens, of course, so they can't win that. Um, the Jags currently are 1-2 and two against the NFC, so if they lost out to go to 9-7, and seven, they'd be 1-3 and three against the NFC, which means they'd be 8-4 and four against the AFC, and they, and the Ravens cannot beat Jacksonville. In a tiebreaker at nine and seven, okay. so that's a bad situation. That means the Ravens are very much hoping that Jacksonville wins the division. If, if, right. if Tennessee wins the division, it's very bad for the
3: Ravens. Yes. Okay. All right. So that Jacksonville is easy. We root for them to just keep on winning.
4: That's right, and especially this game coming up against Houston. But we'll get to some of that yeah, we'll rooting just this week.
3: Yeah. All right, uh, Tennessee. They're eight and five, so uh, they're they're right in the mix.
4: Yeah, Tennessee, for a lot of reasons, they're, they're uh, not a very good football team. They, they have a, a very bad Devoa to start with. Devoa ranks them, I don't know, maybe 20th among teams or something right now. They're, just, they're, they're not a playoff team. Um, they play three games remaining at San Francisco against the L.A. Rams at home, who are the best team by Devoa, and then against Jacksonville um, at home. And that is a very tough slate of games where they do not figure to be favored in any of them. So their probability of finishing nine and seven it's it's kind of at the top end of what they can do, um, and they have the head to head on the Titans. So they still could work out the division, but in order to do so, they're going to have to they're going to have to figure out somehow to beat San Francisco and the LA Rams because it doesn't look like Jacksonville is going to lose either of the next two games either. So uh, I'm assuming that they'll probably be the wild card uh, a team that would be opposing the Ravens if that happens. Um, they will probably they, they have several different paths to get there, but if they win one of their two NFC games, that's the nightmare situation for the Ravens because it means they'll still be around and they can push the push the situation from down to common opponents and against certain opponents, it'll drop into strength of victory, which kills the Ravens. Gotcha. So they I, I, just just to do this quickly there is one good thing about Tennessee because the Tennessee has 11 common opponents with the Ravens they also have 5 with both the Bills and the Ravens so in that particular three-way tie Tennessee Buffalo and Baltimore the Ravens have a let me get this straight here a 5 and 0 record yes a 5 and 0 record against those common opponents Buffalo is 4 and 1 against those common opponents and Tennessee's only three and two, so Tennessee would be out in a three-way tie with Buffalo and Baltimore. All so right. that that is good news. That,
3: yeah, but uh, yes, if it gets down to a three-way tie, um, yeah, I think that, I think you're right. There's a good chance that those are the, that's the team we could face in the wild card and have a nice uh, rematch from uh, there earlier you go. this year. One there way, you go uh, now
4: now yeah. we we just mentioned that with Buffalo and Tennessee, so if if te- if that ends up being a four way tie instead of a three way tie by the way, and it's very likely because the AFC West is likely to have a nine and seven team okay that's the Ravens are screwed again they they won't get the common opponent comparison All right. so drop we, need the that, victory. we need
3: that three way tie
4: a three way tie or 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 not to have right. or a two way tie or no no way to tie nine and seven would be good too
3: right or right or- t- right Tennessee wins more than, right. Ravens win more than nine, we're okay. Tennessee wins Tennessee more than nine, we're out. okay. They lose yeah. out, we're okay. All right, uh, Oakland, six and seven, but they're still in the hunt.
4: Okay, so an annoying team to be sure, and, and they Ravens have the head-to-head on them, and the Ravens have a conference tiebreaker win over them if they get to nine and seven. So in this particular case, if, the, if Oakland is the nine and seven team from the West— they cannot in any way win a tiebreaker against the Ravens, regardless of how many opponents are involved. So they'll have the, the they have to they have to uh finish with two NFC wins, which means they're gonna have the fewest AFC wins of any of the teams, and they cannot win a tiebreaker with any number of teams against the Ravens at nine and seven. So that's good news for the Ravens if they're the team in a four way tie.
3: Okay. So they will beat Oakland in a tie. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, The Chargers, L.A.
4: Well, again, the Chargers only have six losses right now. They're seven and six. The Chargers are a significant threat still to win the AFC West. However, if both the Chargers and the Chiefs finish nine and seven, I, I don't believe it matters how they got there at this point. I believe the Chiefs win the West over the Chargers. Okay, now the easiest way for that to happen is the Chiefs to win this week and take it outright. And it is a enormous game for the Ravens to have the Chiefs do that and put the division away. Okay. Uh, otherwise they're going to have to hope for help and 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 it gets a lot more dicey. Right. But if the if the Chargers get their seventh loss, they can there is no way that the Chargers, regardless of the number of teams involved, can beat the Ravens in any tiebreaker comparison at 9 and 7.
3: All right. So Cross them out and hope they get to nine and seven. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. You just mentioned them, and they get to play the Chargers this weekend.
4: Sure. So that that game is for the AFC West from the Chiefs' perspective. So they 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 have two paths to the AFC West title. They can win this week against the Chargers, or they can get there to nine and seven and hope the Chargers drop a game one of their next two games. But uh, but the Chiefs' easiest path is just to beat the Chargers at home this week. Get it done that will eliminate the Chargers from all nine and seven competition and there's no scenario, even though the Chiefs could drop out of the of the AFC West lead, there's no scenario where the Chiefs can beat the Ravens in a tiebreaker at nine and seven if they lose if if the Chiefs win this game. So that's the that's the good news about it. Uh, there's no head-to-head between the Chiefs and the Ravens. The NFC they're tied, so it's it's common opponents right now. The Ravens have the edge three to two to two to two, but the if the Chiefs lose to Miami in Week 16, they can win that outright, and that will be the backup plan for the Ravens if the Chiefs lose this game to the Chargers this weekend. One of the backup plans anyway is that the is that the Chiefs will then also lose to Miami in Week 16.
3: All right, um, so that's all those teams. <laughs> that gets us down to the real dirt of this weekend. The Ravens were clearly going to be rooting for as they play the Browns. But uh, sure. who, who, as I'm a have on red zone or the NFL ticket, what other games am I monitoring and rooting for?
4: Okay, so you got a few. We, we mentioned we don't want the ten and six three way tie to bone the Ravens. So it, Jacksonville beating Houston at home will eliminate that possibility. So that would be nice if, if, uh, if that happened. We're rooting for Jacksonville right. to win the division. We need Jacksonville also to keep pressure on New England so the New England game against Buffalo is meaningful for them. All right, so root for Jacksonville. Root for Jacksonville. Game number two we just talked about is Kansas City, San Diego, in Kansas City. Huge game for the Ravens. If Kansas City wins, uh, San Diego cannot win a tiebreaker, and in fact no AFC West team can win a 9-7 and tiebreaker against the Ravens if Kansas City beats San Diego. So that's an absolutely huge game, one of the
3: biggest games of the year for the Ravens. All right, so Kansas City win, Jacksonville win. Those are both really good things. Uh, What about Miami-Buffalo? Because we talked about how that could go either way. Sure. We'd like, you know,
4: in one sense, we'd like Miami to beat Buffalo because... It would be a common opponent loss for Buffalo. It would mean there's no way Buffalo could could tie the Ravens at nine and seven. It would reopen the door, of course, for Miami to finish nine and seven. Right. And you would not want to have a Miami. What's the one? Who, Miami, Tennessee, Baltimore is the one that would be very bad. Yeah, Miami, Tennessee, Baltimore would be a bad triple for the for the Ravens. So the they, I think. The Ravens want Miami to beat Buffalo, but it's not as obvious as it might have been otherwise.
3: Uh, okay. Um, and what about Tennessee?
4: Again, I, I, I'm not 100% sure what the Ravens want in that game either. It, it's easier if Tennessee uh, loses, uh, but it's also nice if they're not in any possibility of falling to 9-7. and seven. And the reason it would be nice is because uh, if Miami wins, and Miami is in a sole tiebreaker with the Ravens at 9-7, and seven, then the Ravens win that tiebreaker. So it would be nice to not have another team involved in that to, to muck it up. So I, ideally, and I think probably the most likely way for the Ravens to get in is for Tennessee to start losing games and, and quite quite possibly lose all three, but uh, but certainly lose two and then enhance the chance of, of uh, beating Buffalo in a tiebreaker.
3: Right, and then again, the the key thing is if the Ravens just keep winning and get to ten and six, that's way higher probabilities, and we don't have to worry about a lot of this stuff.
4: That's that's right. I mean, their, their chance to get in at ten and six is oh, I'm gonna go through this in my head right now. I, I in excess of ninety five percent, but not ninety nine percent. So it, it might be ninety six, ninety seven percent.
3: All right, um, the NFL tweeted out a little bit ago, and they put the Ravens at a 65.3% chance of uh, making the playoffs. Where, Seems low. Where do you have it? You think that's low? Yeah, but
4: Devoe says it's around 80%, and there are a lot of potholes to the Ravens um, winning winning tiebreakers at 9-7. and seven. We just talked about some of them. They, they got potholes with Buffalo, and they got potholes with the Chiefs, um, and they, they have also a pothole potentially with Jacksonville. If Jacksonville suddenly loses some ball games, but the, they are they're, they're the best of the wild card teams at the very least. You know, you take New England and Pittsburgh out of this mix, the Ravens are the best, and they're playing probably the weakest schedule of anybody. So I, I really believe they're, they're a strong favorite still to, to get it, and I think the 80% that DeVoe puts it at is probably a pretty good estimate.
3: All right. I like that 80%. Now, the whole reason all of this really matters is because about a month ago, remember, I bet on the Ravens to win the Super Bowl <laughs> when I was down at Atlantis. So I've That's got great. my I've got my eighty to one little slip of paper here now for my twenty bucks. Okay, so so that'll that'll pay you sixteen hundred and twenty dollars if it wins. Yeah, not bad. So, not bad at all.
4: So the let me just get my calculator over here, handy dandy. So but even, yeah. even
3: even more than the money, I get to remember the lady laughing at me at the sports book as she played my. <laughs> <laughs> That's
4: good. Okay, so
3: there, according to
4: the current. Odds you can get, uh, let's see, you got to win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I went. For, so you, I went all out. Okay, so so the current odds are fifty to one that you can get on that. The current odds that the uh, uh, Davoa would give it is about three point nine percent. So if I took three point nine percent of sixteen hundred and twenty dollars, your ticket's now worth about sixty three dollars. So. Laugh right back in your face. In
3: fact, you might want to colour now before the ticket loses value at some future right. point. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I could sell it to you now for sixty three dollars. <laughs> there <Yeah. if> you go. <laughs> there are
4: ways to hedge that if you if you need to look at that, Josh, but but they, we'll we'll take a look at that at no, a future date.
3: No, you told me eighty percent chance of uh, getting into the playoffs. So I'm gonna go with that. And uh DeVoa feels good about the Ravens, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I in fact just found my little slip of paper. <laughs> As we were at the beginning of this show, I found it in my wife's purse where I put it, thinking it wasn't worth much except for a piece of paper. You'll have it. You can so tack it up it, on it's your board. Now, it's now tacked up in the studio, and uh, hopefully, it'll soon be on its way to Atlantis.
4: Well, be, it it's certainly—it's already worth sixty-three dollars worth of your plane fare to the Atlantis to, to cash it in. So, at, right. at, at some point, it'll be worth sixteen twenty, and you guys actually may say, "Well, we can," you know, we can get down there for air, the two of us, and spend uh, a weekend. For
3: oh, that I, th- I think there's some mail order. I don't think I have to go down there to cash it in. Even better. So I don't plan on spending the money to, to, to go pick up the money. Yeah. So, All right, Ken. Well, uh, thank you for doing all this math and going through and really helping us uh, break down and understand where the Ravens are. And uh, Love and life, Josh. Each week, the Ravens' odds increase, so let's hope it increases again this weekend. Uh, is this all written up on Russell Street Report? it is it's out there so there's an article on it where you can go
4: and pick and pick and prod at it and uh it's uh called the afc wild afc wild card race and uh out on russell street report follow me on twitter at film study ravens and josh you mentioned 336 at the beginning of the show but give them a little bit more information on that
3: all right uh 336 is my uh baltimore sports podcast very heavy orioles also covers the ravens and if you're like me and you're seeing all the news of uh the Ravens and potentially rebuilding and should they rebuild and all this that's been talked this week during the winter meetings you should go check out section 336 because on Monday we had a new episode come out where we talked a lot about these rumors but then today uh just a few minutes ago we released a little mini episode where I had a conversation with Cedric Mullins who is a up a Oriole prospect outfielder uh really nice guy easy to root for and a good baseball player so it's uh, as all this talk, we have some some positive future to look at.
4: He's a five eight, left handed hitting outfielder, if I recall yes. correctly.
3: Yes. Okay. He, he played in Bowie this past uh, summer, and I, I imagine he'll be in Norfolk this coming spring.
4: That's good. I think he'll be twenty three this next year, so his career is like right on target for yeah. the for the level. Really good. fast,
3: very fast guy, um, and that's what he focuses on. So there's a short three three six little ten minute episode up there, uh, just talking with him and getting to know him a little better.
4: That's a that's a cool guest to have on that show and and i i just want to point out to people that's it's a very fun podcast they do him and his brother and his brother-in-law do it together and they're very good and and entertaining to listen to
3: all right thank you ken and uh we'll talk soon Take
2: Comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day, grab and go. Every day, giftable. Every day, fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery scratcher, Colossal Cash. It's loaded with one hundred to five hundred dollars prizes. Now that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize one in three point two one.